Hey everyone, welcome to the Grow with Cora podcast where we interview marketers on how and why they use Cora. I'm your host, JD Prater. This week, we're joined by Oren Hoffman, CEO of SafeGraph and former CEO and co-founder of LiveRamp. He's also an angel investor in over 120 technology companies. And I'm sure that most of you might be familiar with a few of them like Unbounce, Imparticle, Brightroll, G2 Crowd, and Improvado, which is now a Quora Ads API partner. Oren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm really excited to have you on as a marketer. I'm familiar with all of these companies and to know that you are behind them as an investor is pretty cool for me. So let's kind of get going here. So we're talking about Quora. We're talking about your presence on Quora. You've got a pretty good library of questions that you have answered. You've racked up over 20 million views on them. But let's start with from the beginning. When, why did you join Quora? Uh, I joined Quora in late 2015. I had just left LiveRamp after almost 10 years at LiveRamp. And frankly, I was a bit bored. So um, I had always been like a reader on Quora. So I've been a reader for a long time before that. And I found Quora a great place to just get specific answers, whether it be answers on technical questions or just generally people writing about stuff. I always found Quora an interesting place. So I just started writing and, um, and then it became addictive and just haven't stopped since. <laughs> it's always tough getting that first one. I think a lot of people are, are definitely in your shoes where you're reading a lot of them, you're going through, maybe got a few authors that you really like, but writing that first question, it can be a little bit intimidating. Absolutely. Do you have any, uh, you have any tips for, for writing answers? Uh, I mean, it, is, it was super intimidating. It still is intimidating every time I write. So, um, you know, my main, my main tip is to try to write things that you have value to because there's so many good things already there so no sense writing something if you don't already have really good value to add and sometimes i'll read it I'll, I'll 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 come in with the intention of writing something and then i'll read some of the answers and the answers are way better than what i would have written so then i just upvote some of the answers <laughs> i don't i don't actually write something Oh, that's actually uh, really impressive that, uh, you know, not being able to contribute more. I mean, I, I think of you and held, hold you in such high regard. So <laughs> whenever you are, you know, writing, I've seen that you've been writing a lot about DAS, you know, so are you guys out there like DAS, it, did he misspeak? It's data as a service. Can, can you explain what this is and like why it's important? Sure. So uh, basically, data as a service, it just means you're selling data um, as opposed to selling some sort of application. And typically, mo uh, there has not been that many data companies in the past. So typically, selling data has been a bad business. Mm. Uh, and that's because very few companies can take in data and then make use of it. Uh, so especially in the last 10 years, the best things, if you were doing something with data, was to sell some sort of tool to, uh, to a company to allow them to use their own data better. So that would be like the Hadoop Spark stack or something like Snowflake or Tableau Looker or a lot of these different tools on AWS allowing you to use your own data better. At, over the last 10 years, this company's gotten w better and better at, at getting value out of their own data. And some companies have gotten really good at this. Some companies still nascent, still starting then they're starting to look for external data because most companies outside of 
a, a small number like Google and Facebook, most companies only see a very, very small percentage of the world. Even huge companies like IBM maybe see 0.1%, 0.01% of the entire world, even companies like Walmart and Target and those types of companies. So getting external data gives them a better view of the world and allows them to make better decisions. Oh, I gotcha. So writing about DAS, data as a service, is this something that you're like personally interested in or does this also tie into your new company, SafeGraph? I'm trying to figure out like, you know, kind of that motivation and intent for writing around them. Yeah, SafeGraph is a DAS company. Um, so SafeGraph sells data and we don't actually do anything with the data. We just sell data to a company. Um, hmm. So SafeGraph is just a supplier of data, which really means that we're just enabler to innovators to then, then innovate. Um, and one of the things that's really important to remember if you are a data company is that you are just an enabler and you have to have the humility to understand that you, all you do is you enable other people to then innovate. Um, I think of it as kind of like the pit crew in Formula One. Um, obviously, you can't be a great Formula One uh, driver without the pit crew, but nobody knows the names of anyone in the pit crew. That's a very good analogy. It's true. We all know the Jeff Gordons of the world, the Jimmy Johnsons. Those are the only two people I know, but I <laughs> on their pit crews or anything. So, uh, it's a really good point. Within your, you know, kind of writing strategy, if you will, is your goal really to position yourself as the thought leader within data as a service? and then help also position SafeGraph? Is that kind of like your, your goal within writing around those questions? Not really. I wouldn't say I probably should have some sort of goal. Honestly, like the main reason I started writing was just because it was fun mm. and I thought it was interesting. Um, and one of the things that writing does, as it really does, is it helps you actually form an opinion and collect your thoughts about something. So when you put something down in prose, it really makes you think about it. And sometimes you go in writing one thing and it actually comes out in a completely different way and you, you, you haven't even you know, haven't thought about it. Um, so I, it, for me, it allows me to create opinions about things, allows me to think about things in different ways. And then also in the course of writing, you change your mind a lot. At least I do. I change my mind a lot. So I always tell people like, Orin on Quora in 2017, like, I don't, I disown that guy. Uh, so <laughs> anything you read for me in, you know, more than six months ago, like maybe I still agree with it. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Maybe I've changed my mind since then. So, um, and so you have to have your own humility to, um, or, or maybe you have to be brave enough to know that you're going to put something out there. And when you put something out there, it's kind of out there forever. Um, and you may not agree with it in the future and that's okay. Um, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to change your, the world may have changed since then, or you may have gotten more information or whatever else it might be. No, that's a really good point. Uh, I think that's something that we all kind of struggle with, you know, is that humility of one, putting something out there and then two, coming back to it in a few years from now and being completely wrong about being yeah. able to own up who to was it. that idiot who wrote that stuff <laughs> oh wait it has my name on it oh well i don't i don't you know maybe he's like somewhat tangentially re related to me even though he has my name but that was like orn from many years ago mm. that's a it's kind of like a, a snapshot in time of who you were if you will yeah, yeah that's exactly. pretty cool i think of it as like a distant cousin like, you, know, you still like that person because they're related to you but you're like well you know i don't know 
Well, within all of your writings, we said earlier, you know, you have over 20 million answer views. You, you've been a top writer really since you've been on. What I want to kind of draw to is, do you remember that time and like what it felt like when you crossed a million an uh, answer views? It felt actually fantastic. It felt great. Um, and I, I didn't really realize that people were reading it um, until like maybe like my first post, I got over like say a hundred thousand views. Um, and, and I was just very thankful that people found what I had useful to say, uh, you know, useful. Right. And so, but you went from 1 million to 2 million uh, to 20 million. And I'm sure a lot of people listening are kind of like, is there a secret sauce? Like, you know, is there anything that you've done that you think would help other writers that are looking to even get to 1 million views? Well, again, I think, I think what I said before, just like my, my main tip is when you write, try to just write about things where you have a unique perspective. Um, and one of my goals is if someone is following me on Quora and if someone decides to read everything I wrote, which I, you know, I, I, I think that would be a terrible thing for somebody to do. And, and, um, uh, but if someone was completely bored and couldn't sleep one night and decided to read everything that I wrote, um, my goal is that for each answer, it makes them think differently than they would have thought before. Um, and hopefully like challenges their perspective in some sort of way. And if you can't do that, um, then, then I think it's a good idea maybe to, I don't think, um, having more answers is better. Mm. Uh, so, uh, I try to only write when I have actually something to say. Right. Something unique, something valuable, something to say. And for all these listening, we, we had Jason Lemkin on as well. And Jason writes a lot. Um, you're yeah. probably familiar as well. And he was kind of saying the exact same thing, you know, around, Hey, look, man, go deep, you know, be a subject matter expert. And so I encourage all you guys listening, go back, listen to that one as well, because here you have two top writers with millions of views saying the same thing and you marketers don't ruin it for us all. Right? <laughs> you guys are going to ruin it. I know it. So um, talking about people writing and I kind of want to dive into a little bit of like your routine. Like, do you have a routine that you kind of, you know, live by, or is it really just something, Hey, you know what? I'm on board. I'm going to go in. I'm, I'm going to check core. I'm going to go find some answers. Or do you, do you have like a, a cue that you are, you know, keeping track of? Uh, I really don't have a good routine. I probably should. Um, and so I'll go through waves. So there might be a month where I'm writing on core a lot and I find it really interesting. And then I could go six months without writing at all. Um, and I don't have a team of people helping me. I don't have it. So it's really just me. Uh, sometimes I'm super busy in my job and I might be off of it for a while. And sometimes I may have a little bit more time. Sometimes there's an idea that I really want to I have or I want to get out there. Sometimes um, not. So it really can depend. And I, I, so all the, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend anyone have that same strategy. It's probably good to um, have a cadence and kind of have some thought about what they do. Um, it is somewhat hard in core to figure out like what to answer. Um, so it's hard to discover interesting questions. It's hard to discover questions that are followed more in stuff. Um, and maybe if I, there was like better discovery tools for those, then I would, I, maybe it would encourage me to write more, but right now it's kind of a little bit ad hoc. 
I think you and I have very similar writing styles. I, I do the exact same thing. I'll go in these waves and like these bursts where I'm like, yeah, look at all these answers. You know, I'll write like 10 in like a weekend or something, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like a couple months have gone by and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I have uh, I have like, you know, like those answer, like answer later. I love to use this feature within Quora. Yeah, like, yeah I, like I have too. a library. I have like yeah. eight of them. I need to just like sit down. It's become such a daunting yeah. number now. <laughs> I, I have, I have uh, probably 300. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's not even useful at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of look at it. I'm like, ah, oh, someday I will get yeah. to you. I will get to you. Uh, that's, I'm sure if you guys are listening, one, if you don't know, there is an answer later button and it's really nice to help catalog answers. Yep. Maybe you don't have the time, maybe you're on the go or maybe you're like, I, I just need to give that more thought. For me, yeah. usually yeah. I need to think about it. You exactly. Know? So whenever you're prioritizing your time, I mean, you're a busy person, right? I mean, 120 different companies you're investing in, you're a CEO of a, uh, a new startup, you know, SafeGraph. There are tons of of social networks that are vying for your attention, vying for your time. Like, but what keeps you coming back to Quora? Well, uh, the main thing is, is that I'm a big Quora reader. So more than a writer, I'm actually a, a um, consumer of the content. I learn a great deal on Quora. Um, it's really helpful on a, a wide variety of things. It's a great time waster too. So <laughs> if you've got like five minutes and you just want to like go waste some time, like you can go down some sort of rat hole or sometimes you go from five minutes to five hours. Um, so uh, so it, can, it can mess with your sleep sometimes because you just find all these like interesting things that people wrote. Um, and it can be, it can be, re it can be really great. Um, what I do like as a writer is the questions are just great prompts to write about things. Mm. Uh, when someone asks you a question, if, if a blog is, is even way more daunting than, and, and I've recently started more blogging again, but a blog is just way more daunting than Quora because there is no prompt on a blog. Um, in Quora, there's prompts and then there's also answers. So there's a prompt and then there's, and then there's a few answers maybe already and then you can read the answers and you say, oh, I, I agree with this or I don't agree with this or this is kind of interesting or this answer made me think about something new, et cetera. So it's kind of like a discussion. If you're having like a dinner party, I think of Quora as like an organized dinner party. Mm. Um, first of all, in, like a dinner party, everyone is very um, uh, kind in Quora, uh, which isn't true on a lot of other places on the internet. So people are nice to each other on Quora. That's, I love that uh, on Quora. Um, I feel like it's kind of like its own community. It's like an invite-only dinner party. It's like I, I pretty much have like every writer on Quora over my house for dinner. Um, and it feels <laughs> like this kind of like nice back and forth where you're putting together a thing, but you're not calling each other bad names. I like that one. I've never heard organized dinner party. I think that's going to be my, my new favorite. And we'll even probably make that the title of this episode. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of that one. So I think you hit on a couple of really interesting things that I, I wanted to kind of dive into. You're talking about how you like to consume on content. Do you have any topics that you love to follow that you love to read? I'd, I'd love to understand a little bit more about Oren and what he's reading. Well, I, I read a wide variety of things. So I read a lot of things from a lot of science stuff, um, a lot of just how to, you know, a lot of like technical questions are really good answers there. Um, a lot of, a lot of people write about like math or physics or data science or just, and, and it doesn't have to be something to do with my job. Sometimes I just find like what they're writing interesting, like, Hey, here's how 
you know, this satellite system might work or here's how the space thing works or that type of thing. Um, people will also write a lot about history on Quora. So I find that really interesting. There's some really great historians. There's a lot of like police officers that write on Quora and they have just great ways of like how they write, um, how they uh, talk about things. I find that really interesting. And then of course there are many things in my own world. So I, I like, um, you mentioned Jason Lumpkin. He writes a lot about SaaS and how to run SaaS companies. There's a few other writers about like how to do things on SaaS. My co-founder, Brent Perez, um, he writes a lot about geospatial topics, um, and that's obviously something very interesting to me for my work. So I read a lot about what he writes on geospatial topics. I also read a lot about what other people write about geospatial topics. So uh, I find it just a, a real plethora of really interesting things to read. Yeah, you sound like a, a lifelong learner. And uh, it looks like too. So, you know, going back to your college days, looks like, you know, UC Berkeley, industrial engineering, and it seems like that's still a main theme for you, like as far as interest. And, but yet you're a CEO of like a tech company. How, how, do you, how do you put those two together? Well, yeah, so the, the industrial engineering operations research major at, at, at Berkeley and there's a, there's, a, there's a management science major, which is very similar to that at Stanford, um, essentially is data science. That's essentially mm -hmm. what it is. Um, and so it's using probability and statistics to make decisions. Um, it's, there's a lot of math involved with it. Um, and today, if they renamed it, they probably would just call it data science. Um, and so it's a, it's a, it was a great major when I, when I was there, it, it gives you actually tools that you can use in like real life. Like everyone can use probability in real life every day. Everybody can use statistics. Um, now there was a ton of calculus that I don't use anymore in real <laughs> life. Um, but, but there was a lot of things that were, that were great. So I, I found the major to be really interesting. Um, it wasn't something, it's just something I kind of like ended up doing, um, it wasn't something I knew I was going to do when I was there. I just kind of like took a few classes and I liked them. So I took a few more and then kind of ended up in that, in that, in that major. But I, I would highly recommend people like learn more about operations research. The history of operations research is really the history of data science. And as you get into it more, you get a lot of first principles about how you should think about data science, especially things like probability and statistics um, which are just incredibly important, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer or a police officer or a firefighter or an investor or, or really anything in life, you could use a lot of these probability and statistics to make your job better. Hmm. Man, fantastic information. I, I'm just taking it all in and absorbing as I'm sure everyone listening is as well. But uh, we're wrapping up every show and we're asking all of our guests, for what is the one thing that marketers can do today to be successful on Quora tomorrow? What, what advice do you have for us? Well, I, I don't know that I have really good advice. Uh, for me, I mean, I think Quora is best used as a personal channel. Um, so I think it's really great personally. For our company, for SafeGraph, I don't think we've yet you know, found many great ways to use Quora as a marketing channel. We probably should. So I'd love tips from your listeners on how we can do that. We'd love to invest in it more. Um, I think Quora probably over time is going to build out tools to make it easier to like discover questions to answer um, and be able to answer those things. Um, as Quora does more of that, I think probably more and more marketers will come on. But maybe that will be a good thing for Quora, but maybe that wouldn't be. I, you know, part, part of the, the great thing about Quora is that it's not overwhelmed with marketing. 
Um, it's really people genuinely answering questions because they genuinely want to add to the community and they're not doing it to like sell you a product. All right, marketers, you heard it from him. One, you know, go deep, be a subject matter expert, you know, write what you know, add value. Don't ruin it. Please don't ruin it. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know, like, be careful with your, your spammy salesy stuff. I know you need to get that, you know, ROI on your time, but, you know, go out there, provide per personal value just like Oren does. And who knows, maybe you'll get to 20 million views as well. So, Oren, thanks so much for, for coming on, sharing your experience and your tips with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah. And for those listening, if they wanted to learn more about you and, you know, or your company, SafeGraph, where, where's the best way to find you? Well, first, um, please uh, follow me on Quora and engage with me on Quora. I would love to work with you or hear from you on Quora. Uh, I'm also a very active on Twitter. So I'm at Oren, A-U-R-E-N on Twitter. Um, and uh, um, definitely uh, love to engage with you there. I write a blog called Summation, summation.net. Um, and so uh, happy to engage with you there as well. Yes. And we will make sure to include all these in the show notes. So make sure that you're checking those uh, show notes because we want you to have all this information as well. So and if you're interested in geospatial data, which is a small number, you know, you can go to our, our blog on summation, blog.summation.com. Uh, uh, blog um, and we also write about data companies there as well. Yeah. So go in, check it out. And, uh, you know, Hey, this is an organized dinner party invite only. You are now invited. Come to the dinner party, come check out Cora. And for all of those listening, make sure that you subscribe. Give us that five-star review. Come on. This is a really great, great interview with Oren here. He gave you a lot of good tips. And if you like that, make sure that you're giving us a review and a rating in the app store. So in the meantime, head on over to Cora.com slash business to get started today. And we'll see you guys next week.